The future of health coaching. Opportunity, action, impact. Brought to you by Teleosis Institute, coaching and narrative healing. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Kreisberg, the Executive Director of Teleosis Institute, and with my colleague, Reggie Mara, we're pleased to, to welcome you to the Future of Health Coaching Online, our monthly community conversation. Today, I'm pleased to welcome Nicole Hodson, a board, who's board certified in holistic nutrition and the Executive Director of the National Association of Nutrition Professionals. Nicole, welcome. Thank you. Nicole has been healing herself and her husband for several, from several chronic conditions through whole foods nutrition. She left her managed healthcare industry to pursue a career where she could affect more positive change. She has been with the National Association of Nutrition Professionals since 2007. Her passion for the industry is infectious and she has made it her life's mission to promote whole foods nutrition and those who teach it in every way. So today we're here to actually learn about what board certified in holistic nutrition is and more specifically how the National Association of Nutrition Professionals help us, how that makes sense for health coaches and how we're all working toward a healthy future. So Nicole, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, I'm delighted. So Nicole, let's sort of let's let's back up a little bit and let's talk about. I mean, you've been doing this for a while, but there was a point in your career where you moved from from some you know, doing something, a managing healthcare industry, to actually really wanting to work with people as a nutrition consultant, and then wanting to actually help nutrition professionals emerge. So let me hear. I'd love to hear a little bit about that change in your, that story. Absolutely. Um, I was in the managed healthcare industry. I was negotiating contracts between hospitals, doctors, and the health plan. Um, and I worked for a health maintenance organization and, and became more and more aware that I really wasn't affecting anyone's health in a positive way. Mm. Uh, and then my husband uh, went to the doctor and the doctor said, you're a prime candidate for a heart attack. Um, your numbers are off the charts and this is not good. So I started to do some research and we changed our diet. We changed our lifestyle and he became much, much healthier and I became healthier right along with him. And I thought this wasn't as hard as people think it is. I want to share this information with the world. So I enrolled in Bowman college and, um, became a nutrition consultant. It was absolutely wonderful. And then an opportunity came uh, from the NANP. They were looking for someone who actually had some of my background in credentialing. And um, I joined the team in 2007 and uh, came on as the credentialing director and then eventually became the executive director. So it's interesting. So when you did Bowman College, was the, was the NANP in, did it exist or, or so it was there at that point in time? It was, yes. It was, I imagine, pretty small. <laughs> Back then, it was, it was smaller. It was smaller. Uh, it was definitely smaller, yes. And but it's, yeah, it's grown quite a bit. So you became executive director when? Uh, that was back in 2005. 
So okay, and so so and so you've actually watched it grow a lot, okay, and it's important. So 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 this is the the National Association of Nutrition Professionals, and I know one of the questions people often ask is, well, what's why is that different from what are the other professions? I guess there's dietitians and there's chefs. I mean, there's different things. So just to, let's let's just help the audience know the differences here. That's, that's such an important question, Joel, um, and it's a question I get all the time as well. There are other um, nutrition professionals out there. Um, dietitians are ones that people are very, very familiar with because very often your doctor might refer you to a registered dietitian. Um, like our uh, members, they belong to a professional association. So they would belong to what is now referred to as the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, formerly the American Dietetic Association. So in the same way that they are, they belong to an association, our members also belong to our association. Mm -hmm. uh, and really the distinction is that our members are holistically trained nutrition professionals. Mm -hmm. So they really, um, their background is more of a holistic nature uh, than a medical nature, if you will. Right. Well, that's good. So whole and holistic is really important because then you're actually not just looking at calories and micronutrients and macronutrients. You're looking at, well, tell me some of the components of holistic nutrition. So, you know, the most important piece is that we're all about whole foods nutrition. Everything comes down to whole foods nutrition. Mm. Um, and, and that's really the crux of it. Of course, we always will recommend organic, seasonal, local, sustainably grown um, foods. Mm -hmm. So food is the foundation of everything that we do. Um, there are supplement regimens that will be recommended if you go see a holistic nutritionist, but everything, every protocol always begins with whole foods at its base. It's what you eat. But I imagine even the supplements tend to more likely be whole food or natural organic because that industry has the same kind of split in it as well. So there are whole food supplements. So, but you just said it comes down to, to what you eat and eating whole foods as opposed to a sort of a prescriptive diet. It, it sounds like a, a nutrition professional has a, has a broad sense of how to support someone becoming a healthy eater. It, absolutely. And I think the, the one of the biggest distinctions to be made is that we are not applying a one size fits all approach. Mm -hmm. We absolutely believe and understand the importance of bio individuality. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is customized to that individual based on um, their the issues that they present with based on their uh, personal health goals. Um, sometimes there may be lab assessments involved that we're looking at. Um, it really is wholly focused on that individual person. Right. So and and so 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 then a, a, a nutrition professional. That's the, I think the language we're going to use. I mean, it's holistic nutrition, but one of your certified is working can work one on one with clients. Right. I mean, I'm sure they can also teach classes and do a, lot, a variety of other things, but let's just talk about the working one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, who would, you know, I would imagine that, that they're working by themselves, but also working in different settings, right? Yeah. So in a medical setting, in a clinical setting, in a school. So tell me the different ways a nutrition professional might be, you know, you know might be working. Uh, well, and, and this is an area that I learn every, I learn new things every day. Um, the, the very creative and imaginative ways that people find 
um, rewarding work in, in this industry are, are staggering. Um, but yes, absolutely, they will work in a private practice setting. Um, very often, uh, uh, folks are working with other um, allied health professionals, such as chiropractors, um, acupuncturists, medical doctors, uh, folks who uh, would like to provide nutritional services but, but don't have the time themselves. So they'll bring in a nutrition professional to help with, with um, providing those services. Um, they will work sometimes in uh, different institutional settings. Uh, sometimes they'll be in um, worksite wellness settings, which I think is just a booming area for our industry, mm -hmm. uh, where they have an opportunity to work with people who are employed by corporations. Mm -hmm. um, we have many people who've become authors. There's, you know, world-renowned speakers. Um, there are lots of different ways that people are making a living in the industry. Right. So that's important. So, I mean, you know, you know, so teleosis is, is primarily focusing on health coaching and integrative medicine. And so the reason why I invited Nicole onto this call is because it's often the case that a health coach may recognize that their clients need to have nutritional advice, nutritional work, but instead of learning it themselves, may want to actually have a nutrition consultant that they work with. Right, that's the that's the logical move. I know that's what I do, uh, very much so. I mean, I may do awareness work with a client around their food, but if I really want to learn how to eat, I want them to work with us nutrition professionals. I live in Berkeley, of course. There's many nutrition <laughs> professionals in Berkeley, and Bowman College is in Berkeley, the school that you graduated from. Um, is there a, a big difference between the ways that that, that um, you know the training programs? I mean, do people learn different things at different programs? They really do, and um, it seems that you know every week we're finding a new program out there. And what's so exciting about it is is just that it, there are there are distinctions to be made between the different programs uh, based on the philosophy of the school. Um, what's important to note is that in order for the NANP to recognize a program they have to meet our educational standards. Right. And so all of our schools meet our educational standards, but then they also bring something unique to the table. Uh, some schools are very focused on traditional Chinese medicine. Some schools are focused on Ayurvedic medicine. Um, some are more uh, drawn to the energetic side of medicine. And so um, it's, it's really interesting to see what's popping up out there and, and what new programs are, are available for people. And, and they can choose a program that really resonates with them. Right. And of course, at this stage, some are online and some are live. Yes. Right. So there's all that. So actually, so then that leads us to this whole idea that so you're a certifying body. I mean, that's you're the executive, executive director of a, of a certifying organization. And it's really important. So somehow, you know, this is coaching is still finding its way through this particular the idea is that when you graduated from Bowman College, but now you went on to get certified by the National Association of Nutrition Professionals and you're certifying a variety of programs so that it, there's a value to that. So let's talk about that. What would the, why is that key to have an organization like the NANP in terms of consumers and professionals? Because there's both a value. Right. Well, from a consumer's perspective, um, especially because, you know, this is a fairly, for lack of a better word, new um, profession. I, I, I don't like to use that word because so many of the theories that we're using and 
the knowledge that we're using is actually quite old, um, but, but we've come back to it um, over time. And so what's really important for the consumer is to have the sense that the person that they're seeing um, has an entity that they're, that they're answering to, that they're, they're um, providing the uh, verification of their credibility. Um, and that's part of what happens when you go through a certifying body is we're able to really give the confidence to the consumer that you've got someone here who has not only passed a very rigorous exam, has not only graduated from a program that's met our educational standards, but then in order to keep that credential, they have to maintain con continuing education units. They have to continue to go through the recredentialing process every two years. So it really is an assurance to the consumer that they're getting someone who is uh, credible. Well, just I'm gonna because I know there's a second half to that, but that's actually a really key point, which is that you're not only are you certifying competency for uh, for the practitioners, you're also making sure that the programs and the continuing ed are at a standard. Yes. Right. Very much so, very much so. We review all of that. We review, when a school comes to us and they want their program reviewed, we really do a meticulous review of the program to make sure that each and every of our standards is met. Um, and then for continuing education, we have to make sure that it actually is continuing education, that it's not, you know, some uh, little basic program that, uh, you know, someone can get anywhere, that it, it actually will continue a person's education. Right. So absolutely. So so the so the consumer knows that someone who's who's board certified or, or you know a certified nutritional professional is there's there's an external organization that's self-organized. To me, that's actually key. Self-organizing. It's a the idea is the profession says here's the standard, and you're really a a, a, a consortium and a coalition of practitioners who are making the standard, which is different than a school saying my you get a certificate from my school. Actually, I mean, I have a certificate program at teleosis, but I want my students to when they're all that does is they say they, they completed it and they want to get certified by International Coaching Federation or the National Coalition on Health and Wellness Coaches, because that's how we're going to make a profession. So you obviously feel that's important for the professionals. So what's the value to the to the professionals versus the consumer of, of the certification? Yeah. Yes, yes. So for the professional, um, you know, as you've mentioned, when they go through school, they earn the credential that, that, they've, uh, that they've gotten through the school, through that program. Um, and that's one step. But the next step is, okay, now I'm, I'm going to uh, sit for a board exam, much like, uh, uh, you know, you do in the medical profession. Mm -hmm. um, you know, nurses, doctors, they all go through their education, but then they have to sit for their boards. And the board exam um, really applies a, a broad brush, big picture um, testing of the knowledge. The application process is quite extensive. Um, and uh, then of course, for our members who are board certified, um, they have a higher requirement of continuing education units that they have to demonstrate in order to pass the recredentialing process. Right. So just out of curiosity, so, so then, then you have this ongoing, this ongoing certification you have to maintain. I won't tell me how many hours that I need to do for my three certifications. So how many hours does a nutrition profession need to do to, make, to maintain their certification? So for, um, for our professional members, just members, mm -hmm. um, they have to provide 10 per year 
And for our board certified members, um, they have to provide 30 for every two year period. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty equivalent to, to us. I mean, I have a chiropractic degree and a coaching degree, and so they all have different ones, and keeping track of it is a, <laughs> is a whole activity. But, you know, 30 over two years is quite a bit. And so, and the value of that is that there's a way on which you're, you know, you're seeing that our skills in terms of professional growth, it's not that they're even maintained. There's always things happening that we can learn. Yes. Absolutely. And, and from a professional perspective, it's your way to be able to demonstrate that you've earned this higher level um, of, of a credential. Right. Uh, and it's a great way to, to let your um, clients know, hey, you know, not only did I graduate from this school, but then I went this extra step and I'm also board certified in holistic nutrition. And, you know, and then, of course, nutrition as a field is not one of those fields that's very stagnant. <laughs> it's moving very rapidly. Actually, I once read this great research that, that, that examined the half-life of research in different fields. And, you know, and in some sort of uh, some fields, like a, a research has proven, half the research has proven untrue or different within 20 years, 15 years. Well, it turns out in, in, in nutrition, the average research is changed or something changes about it every 18 months. It's so true. It's like we just learn different things. Yes, yes. So we have to keep up with it. How do you personally keep up with it? I'm curious. I mean, you know, you're running an organization, but you also keep up with nutrition yourself, right? You, you know? Yes. What do you like to do to keep up with the, the latest for nutrition? Well, um, luckily in my position, there's a lot that comes acro across my desk that I don't have to go out and seek. <laughs> so, um, you know, so that's one way. But really, uh, my favorite way is actually at our annual conferences. Um, we host an annual conference every year. Mm -hmm. uh, next year, we're going to be in Portland, Oregon. I'm very excited about that. It's a big food city. So we're, we're um, really happy to be going to Portland. Um, and so we invite 14 speakers to come to our conference, and I learn so much from them. I have the distinct pleasure of um, listening to and, and doing a tiny bit of editing on the um, recordings from our conference. So uh, that's one of the ways that I get to stay on top of what's the latest and greatest um, mm -hmm. happening in the nutrition field. And then, of course, um, I'm a bit of a nutrition geek. So uh, I don't, you know, I don't read novels. I read cookbooks and nutrition books so. so do you like to cook i mean let's i'm getting personal for a sec i mean do you like to do you have time to cook and when you're not doing all this i love to cook i i it's <laughs> it's one of my top three passions it's absolutely it's nutrition cooking and singing so yeah <laughs> so 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 they, you know because i you know we tend to perceive um you know nutritional interventions about, I mean, the conventional way is to look at it as, a, you know, learning about macro, what I should and shouldn't eat. But I, from my understanding, more often holistic nutrition professionals, I look at the whole process of eating and, you know, whole foods. And, you know, so tell me a little bit more about this whole foods, like, you know, how we prepare it. There's a lot of different elements in whole foods than just what's nutritious and what's not. It's becoming such an interesting field because we're learning, as you said, um, we're learning so much more and the science is 
really finally starting to become available to us um, through studies and, and boy, the Human Genome Project alone uh, will be providing new information uh, from a nutritional perspective, I'm sure, for at least another decade to come. Um, so it's, it's a constantly evolving um, uh, field of study, if, if you will. We're, we're learning so much. Even something that you wouldn't really think of, you know, we look at a person and we say, okay, you know, can this person eat this food and, and digest well? We believe that everything comes down to good digestion. Mm -hmm. But now we're starting to learn things about, for example, gluten. You know, it, it, the, the traditional thinking was that for some people, gluten is intolerable. Well, now we're starting to look more deeply at, is it the gluten or is it what's been done to the gluten? Mm -hmm. That's really actually the culprit. That's really actually the problem. And for me, that's where it gets even more exciting because we're, we're really getting down to the nano information and really starting to have a deeper, much deeper understanding of what's happening. That's a really good example. My son was just asking is like, well, how could gluten be, you know, it's like we've been eating it for X number of years. Was it causing disease all this time, all this time? And why would that be that way? And I was like, well, it, you know, actually the wheat and what we eat now is like, it's only about a hundred years. It's such a different product, just the basic wheat from what it was a hundred years. I mean, the protein, con protein content's gone way down, uh, the way, you know, the chemicals that are used to grow these foods. So, so the actual, you know, food itself is evolving in some yeah. way. And, yeah. and so we're reacting to what's happening around us. So, but, it, but you know, it's, what you're saying is, is that, you know, you're constantly learning about different elements of, of food, not just from its, its content, but also it has, food itself has evolved where we've eaten, the way we're choosing to eat, context for eating, eating environments. And so I imagine that, that, that you know, some schools of nutrition professionals really, you know, focus on, say, the eating environment. Yes, absolutely. It was a big part of my education um, as well. When you sit down to consume a meal, what's your frame of mind when you're, when you're doing that? Are you being distracted by the television? Are you having an argument with your spouse? Um, are you trying to conduct business while you're, you know, shoving a salad in your face? Um, those types of, of, you know, really just setting the stage for a peaceful experience um, when you're eating, chewing your food uh, thoroughly. So, so important and so overlooked. Um, how, how's the health of your mouth? Uh, you know, your dental health, very, very important. So yes, all of those things really contribute to what we're looking at. So they all, they, so they all come into play as a, as a holistic nutrition professional. And so this is, you know, for, do, I'm curious, do you find that, that um, when you know, learning from your members, because you have a lot of members who are professionals, are they finding that, that people often don't really know what they're getting into when they go see a nutrition professional? I think that's definitely the case. Mm -hmm. I think that people um, are, they're looking for something very prescriptive. Mm -hmm. Just tell me what to eat. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not as simple as what to eat. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's much more complex. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's the whole, uh, you know, piece of, well, you probably don't want to eat this at all. <laughs> um, and, and actually I think that's really where, um, the relationship with the health coach uh, 
is beneficial mm -hmm. because what we eat, what we consume is so personal. It is incredibly, incredibly personal. And when you tell someone um, the bad news that one of their favorite foods, the food they think they cannot live without is actually working against them and is some, and, and is a food that they probably shouldn't consume that gets to the depth of their emotional um, being. Uh, emotions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a really, no, it's, I mean, it's a big deal. How do you, I mean, how do you figure out what people shouldn't eat? I mean, just asking the questions just because of whatever. How do you figure out what, what somebody shouldn't eat? You know, there are food sensitivity tests. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's as simple as having the um, client keep a diary. Um, how did you feel when you, when you started to eat? How did you feel after you ate? Um, and then looking for patterns. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting, Joel, because a lot of times people know when they come to see you and they sit down, they say, they'll say, I've had people say to me, I think dairy doesn't agree with me. Right, right, yeah. I and then it. when I ask the question, yeah. so what's the one food you can't live without? They don't, they don't even skip a beat. Cheese, <laughs> right? So they know that it's working against them and yet it's really, really hard to stay away. And there's actually a, a reason for that. There's a, there's a biochemical reason for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, we can help them certainly uh, in, in determining what the foods are that are problematic. There, like I said, there are lab assessments that can be done, um, diaries, uh, other, other ways. There's the COCA method. Uh, but once you find that out, then there's this whole emotional letting go of that food component that um, is really can be a real challenge for some people, some not so much. Well, no, I really appreciate that because, you know, health coaches, you know, by design tend to not want to be proscriptive. And you're not saying that, that nutrition professionals want to be proscriptive either. But if you're identifying that this is a food allergy or this is a food sensitivity and you're going to be better off without it, right, uh, you know, that's when it, it, it's good that a health professional, a nutrition professional says that is not the right food because I know about nutrition. And a health coach can say, well, what comes up for you? You know, what can we help you figure out to do instead and work with you on changing your behaviors and your awareness around food without having to get into, well, what is it you should be eating or could be eating? That would be more than nutrition professionals. So it really is a, a natural fit, you know, for me. I, I also think it's a natural fit to want to work with physicians. I know that they're, they're a little bit harder to come by for a variety of reasons that we're not going to launch into. But I know integrated physicians, nutrition professionals make total sense in integrated medicine. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so are you seeing, I mean, it seems like, I mean, just looking at your website, you have a variety of, of, of nutritional companies that work with integrated physicians also being interested in nutrition professionals. You know, there's a, there's a natural crossover. Are you seeing more uh, interest by the, the, the integrated physician community and, in, uh, you know, hiring, paying attention to you guys? Uh, what's, the, what's that like? Yes, I'm so glad you asked this question. We're actually um, going to be working uh, on a pilot um, project with a major supplement manufacturer um, that is interested in helping their practitioners um, who are not nutrition professionals but who want to offer nutrition services in their practice. They recognize the value, but they don't have the time themselves. Mm 
Mm -hmm. um, and so we're going to be working on a pilot project in three different states um, where uh, the company will um, determine who they have in their network, so to speak, of practitioners who would like to hire a nutrition professional. And they'll be working with the NANP in finding nutrition professionals who are looking for work uh, and who might be interested in working in those practices so that we can nice. help place. Yeah. And, you know, the pilot means that you're also modeling what is it being effective, how is it working, you know, and what's the value added? Because the natural seems like there's a big value added to have a nutrition professional Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, for me, I, the biggest changes in health that I've seen have been as a result of nutritional interventions. Mm -hmm. um, and, and this is across the board, family, friends, colleagues, everyone. Um, those have been the most impactful changes. Nice. You, I would imagine we can go to the other side of you still people in your family, in your life who just aren't going to budge and are not interested. Oh, yes. Don't yeah. we all? <laughs> yeah. Just like, well, you know, it's like we don't want to give everybody the impression that when you once you become a, a you know certified nutrition professional, everybody goes, oh. <laughs> no, sadly, no. no. No, no. And then of course there's the old somebody comes out of the closet when you do eat a piece of whatever and says, "You're, I thought you weren't going to eat that." I'm like, well, yeah. we're people too. You know, it, that's one of the hardest things, I, I think, and, and we actually dialogue about this quite a bit amongst ourselves in the industry, is finding that balance. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the most um, ostracized my, my husband and I ever felt was the Thanksgiving that we refused to eat turkey with the family. Mm. And um, it was a very lonesome feeling. And we really went home and, and thought, you know, we don't ever want to do that again. So it really is about finding a balance and yes, being human. And one of the things that we like to say is if 90% of what you put is in your body is good for your body, then the other 10% should be good for your soul. Well, that's good. That's good. You get the nice. So I do the 80, 20, you do 90, <laughs> so that's good. As you can see, there's somewhere in there, maybe there's 85, 15, but I tend to pull the 80, 20 clause with people. It's like, if you can get it right 80% of the time, yeah. and this is actually really, you know, this is that you can, I'm getting on one of my soapboxes. But, you know, there's this perception that if you're going to do it right, you got to do it 100% of the time. And that's not, it's not even that it's realistic or not. It's also, it's not taking into consideration that, that life is too complex, right? So we really need to, to, to recognize that if you, you know, for lots of people, and so you said, what I heard you say is that you've seen the most uh, dramatic results for, in terms of health changes from people basically learning how to eat better right, in, in very simple terms. And I would even add, in my experience, is if you can learn how to eat better 80% of the time, it's amazing what the results can be. And it's a little bit like the evidence suggests that the difference between being a couch potato and actually walking 10,000 steps is huge compared to walking 10,000 steps and running five times a week, right? That's not as much as the difference between the couch potato and the walking enough. Right. Right. So eating well most of the time has huge impacts on our health. Huge, huge. Right. And then what I hear is with a nutrition professional, you can you can refine that so that you actually learn which foods really aren't healthy for you and how to choose more wisely. Right. Which yeah. you described having to do with not just uh, the, the right combination, but there's a lot of factors involved with that. Yes.
Yes. You know, very much so. So, you know, so to me, a nutrition professional really works with all of that. It, 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 and so specifically, is there a, you know, I mean, how long would somebody, how long on average does somebody end up working with a nutrition professional? Uh, you know, of course, it's going to be dependent on their health goals. Um, for me, when, when I was practicing, I'm not practicing any longer because I simply don't have uh, the time. But uh, for me, I would, on average, I would see folks um, anywhere from six weeks to three months. Um, you know, of course, in the beginning, it's, it's rather intensive. Um, you really, you know, there's a lot to teach. And that's really what we're doing is we're educating. We're providing um, an opportunity for people to learn about themselves and to learn about um, a, a better approach to, um, to eating and, and to lifestyle changes. Um, and so I would say, you know, six weeks to three months would have been the average. I did have folks who didn't want to let go. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, they wanted to continue to come in and, and talk to me. And, and of, of course, you know, I allowed for that. Um, but, you know, once we got to the point where people um, had reached their goals from a health perspective or who felt that they were so far down the right track that they just didn't need any more uh, information or education, then, then they would let me know. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite examples, I had a, a woman who came to me and she was so meticulous and so organized. She had an entire list of all of the health issues that she wanted to address. And we started working on them. Um, you know, of course, in many instances, it's kind of like peeling an onion, you know, layers and layers and layers. And after, I, I think we'd been seeing each other for about two months, um, one of her biggest issue was that she had IBS. And that, that was one of her major, major concerns. She, um, after about three weeks of, of doing what we had, had discussed, started seeing some major improvements. And she came to me about eight weeks in and sat down and she said, Nicole, I think I'm ready. Um, and this woman was very, very diligent. I mean, she really, really was very diligent with, with um, what she was doing. And she presented that list back to me. And as we talked about all of her different issues that she wanted to address, she just was checking them off one by one right in front of me. And she said, you've, I, 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 can't, I don't even know where to begin thanking you. You've helped me with all of these issues. Nice. It was amazing. Nice. Nice. But uh, what I appreciate, you know, that we got into this is how long does it take? And so I just want to, you know, both, I mean, the health coaching professionals tend to have a three to six month window to work with clients. Right. And in a way, it's a similar kind of window. You said something key. It's like the goal is not to become dependent upon the nutrition professional, the health coach. The goal is to get what you need to get to move on with your life. And I, what I like to say to clients all the time is that it's almost like then you need to sort of integrate. Yes. Work with it. A little. Yes. And then particularly, I know for a lot of, uh, for both fitness and nutrition, there's a way as part of the goal is to learn how to be sensitive and read yourself what's going on and then become adaptive. Yes. You know, in that way versus, uh, you know, needing to be told. Yes. <laughs> oh, I get it. I, that was, I know, I, I, I'm, I've been struggling with chocolate myself. I mean, I love chocolate, but it definitely I react to it. So, mm -hmm. so we got to how little chocolate can I have 
and not react to it until it recently became, it doesn't really matter. It's, I just shouldn't have any. And that won't be that way forever. It's just where I am now. Right. 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 So, but that's the adaption, the adaptation that I've made around our food to be an example. I, well, that's a great example. And I think that, you know, if we're coming at it from the perspective of educating a person and really in, in many ways, we're reintroducing them to themselves. And, and like you said, you, you become the judge of, is this really working for me? And, and then, you know, making the decision yourself. I think for most of us in, in our industry, um, we're looking at our relationship with our clients as I want to educate you and I want to empower you so that you can then go out into the world and make wise decisions based on what we've talked about. And when, when someone is ready to move on, for me, um, if I know that I've taught them everything that I could teach them, uh, for themselves, about themselves, then I feel good when they say I'm ready to I'm ready to move on. Right, right. That's that's good. Yeah. So there's that. There's so self awareness is part of that process. Um, do you know? I'm going to go back to this particular question. So how much is cooking and preparation part of what nutrition professionals are doing? Some of us do a lot more than others. Um, here's the thing. If you're going to eat good. If you're going to eat well, you can't eat all your meals out. Um, you really do need to get in the kitchen and cook. And so um, it, it does differ from nutrition professional to nutrition professional. For me, it was a very big part of what I taught. Um, I would share recipes constantly with my clients, and a lot of us do that. Um, uh, several of our members have written books and cookbooks. Um, with some phenomenal recipes in them. Um, some of our schools have uh, actually natural chef programs as part of their program because it is such an important thing. Healthy food has always had this sort of strange stigma attached to it that it doesn't taste good. And um, I have to say that that is one of the, the things that bothers me the most about um, when I go out to have a, a delicious meal and if the chef has interpreted healthy as meaning bland and flavorless, um, I, I, that just really bothers me because from my perspective, what, what makes a meal delicious and healthy is the use of a lot of spices and a lot of flavor and, you know, um, leaving that out really goes against what health truly is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's really important. And so, and once again, this goes back to the idea of whole foods. Whole foods. I mean, we live in California, so we have a lot, a lot, a lot of access to whole food. Yes. Uh, but still, I mean, at this stage, the way the world's organized, everybody has a lot of access. Well, who can afford it? Unfortunately. So the the question that came up to me is as is, is so so where are we going? So and not in this conversation, but where where do you see nutrition professionals in five years from now? In my dreams, and I hope that I, I can be a part of making. Uh, my dreams are reality for lots of nutrition professionals. I see them really integrating into um, the healthcare model um, throughout our country and around the world, frankly. I think that every medical practice could benefit from having a nutritionist on staff mm -hmm. uh, to, um, to help their clients uh, move beyond the need for medication, beyond the need for, um, you know, other types of interventions. Um, in so many instances, 
just really getting a person on a strong nutritional protocol um, and eating plan um, will really negate the need for anything further. So that's where I see us in five years. I really hope that, you know, at least half of the medical practices in the United States have a nutrition consultant either in, on staff there in the practice or someone that they regularly refer their uh, patients to. You know, you know, what came up for me as you were describing that was, you know, how cost effective it is to have a nutrition professional. I mean, medicine, the cost of physicians is astronomical. The downstream consequences of chronic disease, I mean, like diabetes or irritable bowel, which are both highly related to what you eat. Yes. Why wouldn't we have uh, nutrition professionals? You probably heard this term. It's more of an upstream solution. Yes. You know, yes. So, you know, why would we not offer? I know it's you're starting to see it more. I mean, we use California systems. Kaiser's doing a lot more of these kind of upstream solutions. Um, you know, I know health coaches are being are starting to work at Kaiser, and that's that's somebody who regularly just sort of is supporting you at the kind of general health changes you're doing. Whereas what you're describing is someone who's really paying attention to what you're eating. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah very, it's very important and. Um, you know, I think that when we talk about nutritional interventions within the healthcare model, I mean, now you're really, when you start talking about, you know, healthcare costs and, you know, how expensive um, it's becoming for our entire nation, now you're really singing my thoughts because, of course, I came from the managed care model where we were constantly dissecting how expensive the cost of care was, you know, um, emergency room visits, uh, surgical procedures, and then prescription medication, which is a whole category in and of itself. And so when you look at how um, a, a nutritionist could head off some of those costs, even like you said, with just one disease state, something like diabetes or hypertension or obesity, which is rampant in our country, 30, 30 some odd percent of the population is obese. When you look at just one segment and how nutritional interventions could prevent the costs uh, that, are, that are happening today, um, let alone what's coming in the future as the population is actually getting sicker and sicker, then you know, we could have such a positive impact. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's cost effective and makes sense. It's rooted in the environment that we live in versus being rooted in a, you know, a miracle drug environment or a, or a surgical environment. So it clearly, you know, I mean, you had the, you know, it's interesting because you described your history of you came from healthcare, but you also had that personal sort of, oh, wow, I can really make a big deal. I can change my life by what I choose to eat. So why not offer this gift to everybody else? Yes. Yeah, yes. and that's something that we're, we're basically saying. So I, for me, I mean, the reason why I invited, I mean, for many reasons, invite you on because I really appreciate what you're doing, but I think there's a natural, uh, you know, working relationship that we're going to, we're forging with health coaches and nutrition professionals in joining the integrative medicine, integrative health perspective. Yes. In a lot of ways. And I mean, that's how you and I met in the first place. But there, there really is, it's not just that there's room for this. There's actually a, a, a dramatic need for this, this kind of work. And then you specifically hold the role of helping there be a, a standard, you know, making sure that the consumer knows exactly that they're being held to a professional standard and also the actual professionals are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yes. 
this is getting good at it. So uh, do you see your own, prof- I mean, in terms of growth, what do you have, I, I, you don't have to have statistics, but your the organization's growing, nutritional professionals are, how, how well, are they growing big, small? What's the size, you know, how quickly is this growing? Well, it's, it's, it's growing. The industry is growing so fast and in so many different ways. It's um, the number of nutrition professionals are, are growing. The numbers are staggering. Um, just our membership alone at the NANP has doubled in the past um, four years, uh, literally doubled. Um, and I anticipate that that number is, is going to double again here in the next couple of years, actually. Um, the number of schools that are offering programs in holistic nutrition, those have grown dramatically. When I first came on board at NANP, I think we had somewhere between eight and 10 schools. Today we have 24 schools. Mm-hmm. And, and we're constantly um, hearing from new schools that are seeking our approval. Now we're also starting to see a lot of um, regionally accredited um, programs of schools also bringing in a holistic nutrition component. So it's catching on and it's catching on like, like wildfire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even the world, the, the word holistic, um, you know, I was talking to someone about a computer the other day and he used the word holistic and I thought, wait a minute, <laughs> but it's becoming a part of our vernacular. And so I really, I really see that it's taking hold in, in society in, in, in a much bigger way. That's good. That's inspiring. It's good to know because it's just so part of the way that I look at health, but the way that I know lots of people are looking at health. So in a way you're describing uh, it's solving a need or fulfilling a need that is, is already there in a way. Yes. Right. You know, and, and, but it's also fulfilling the need for these schools and these professionals to have a, a, a professional association that they can feel is supporting their growth. That's what we're hoping. That's what we're trying to do every day is, is provide as much um, uh, information and resources as we can. And I completely agree with you, uh, Joel, that the, the marriage between um, health coaches and nutrition professionals, I think um, as we you know, move into the future will become uh, a really, really important component to the healthcare delivery system. Yeah, no, I think so. So, so it's probably, been, you know, it's always good to give information out for folks to, to, uh, you know, have an idea of how to find you because I mean, there's, there's your organization, the National Association of Nutrition Professionals, which is easily found at NANP.org. You got yeah. lucky with getting that one. Um, but what's really interesting about the site is it's a great place. I go to it not infrequently to find a nutrition professional. In other words, I have a client or somebody calls me up from the East Coast and I say, well, and I use this website because I know that this is where I can find someone who's certified. You know, that's the first use. But there's also where I might go and if I wanted to find out about how to get trained. Yeah. So there's the schools. Uh, of course, we talked about next year, uh, the conferences in, in Portland, Oregon on May 4th through 7th. It's always a sure wonder. Do you guys ever do the East Coast? You must have do the West Coast with the conferences. Well, the, the furthest east that we've gone so far, um, we were in St. Paul in 2015. Um, you know, we, we, our biggest chunk of membership is um, out here in California. And uh, our, our next largest um, uh, group would be in Colorado. So um, we've, we've kind of stayed a little bit here on a little bit west <laughs> um, for now, but we do, we are looking at uh, going 
out east a little bit further. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, it starts somewhere. We in California, we won't get too, too you know, <laughs> California is on the, on the edge uh, that particular way. So it's a really useful website and it's a great way to, if you want to know information, I'm sure you can, you can contact Nicole through the website. Yes. Yes. I know that for, you know, all, most of the people watching this are health professionals already. So therefore they're either going to, they perhaps want to make connections with nutrition professionals in their area. I know I do. Um, it's a natural fit between health coaches and, and physicians and chiropractors and acupuncturists and all that. So it's a great resource. And also, you know, you may want to go, you know, you may not necessarily want to go to one of the schools to, to get fully certified trained, but you may go to take a class. You know, yes. I'm four blocks away from Bowman College, which is a wonderful place. It's a, you know, and there's always a good food flowing out of that place. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's a wonderful resource. And then, you know, so I, I, I hope listeners, get, you know, want to follow up more on this particular piece, uh, will find their way to the Nicole's, you're Nicole the executive director of the National Association of Nutrition Professionals, but you're really representing a large group of people. So I think you would say, find your local NANP, your local nutrition professional and make contact. Absolutely. I encourage people to take a look at our website. We do have a find a practitioner, find a nutrition professional section, and you can search by city. Um, and, you know, I, I do encourage people to go and, and look. And if you can't find someone, um, you know, send us an email and we'll, we'll help you find someone. We'll, we'll, we'll get you connected with, with somebody in your area. And, you know, and then for the specifically the health coaches and the professionals, I think this is an emerging field that we want to certainly know and start to build those ties together where, you know, I know that that's something that, uh, that, you know, in my own private practice, it's, you know, about once a month where I'm sending somebody off to, a, you know, a nutrition professional, because I feel that's something that they need. I need mean, over the years, I've had enough training that I think I could do it myself. And I just, just realized that I didn't want to do it. I'd rather have somebody else. So I think it's better for the consumer, actually, to have someone who's this is their job. Right. So that's what that's why I like this idea, you know, of a nutrition professional, that's what they do. This is what I do. <laughs> it's a different thing, um, you know. So I, but I know that there are health coaches. I mean, the, school, the university I taught at, health coaches did a lot of holistic nutrition as part of their. They could pick that as a core focus mm -hmm. at several mm -hmm. universities. But even still, that may lead them to someone to want to go get certified. If Absolutely. You know, that was something that they. Yeah. Would so, well, I think this has been a fabulous conversation, Nicole. I really appreciate the work that you do. And so I'm so glad you took the time to, to join us and share your wisdom and your vision. And I, I hope that um, I look forward to just seeing where this goes. I mean, I think that uh, it'll be interesting to look back in a couple of years and see how far did you get. Maybe we'll, we'll invite you back on to see all the success that nutrition professionals or what the coaches and the professionals or nutrition professionals are doing together. That'll be exciting, huh? Absolutely. Well, and, and thank you for, for having me, Joel, and, and, you know, giving me the opportunity to share um, about the NANP. And I'm, I'll be watching what you're doing over there at Teleosis. I'm very excited about what you have going on. And, you know, one of my goals is to really connect um, health coaches with nutrition professionals and start forming some of those power partnerships together. So um, let's make that happen. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what we both have the same goal, which means that there's two of us doing this, <laughs> not just one. And you have your, you know, you're, you're part of a tribe and I'm part of my tribe. So let's see how these tribes plan. So. Sounds good. Anyway, well, thank you everyone for listening to our Future of Health Coaching online, our weekly call, our monthly call, and uh, we will stay tuned. Hopefully we'll see you all next month. And Nicole, thanks for being here. Thank you, Joel.